0: Howdy, I'm Georgie. Hi, I'm Kirsten. And this is Ready For It, a Taylor Swift era's podcast. It's all designed to get you caught up or hyped up ahead of Taylor Swift hitting Australian shores in February. Now, this unofficial Swiftography
1: was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people. This land was never ceded,
0: always was, always will be.
1: First up, we're talking debut, the self-titled album, Taylor Swift. Do we love it? Do we hate it? Where does it sit? On-
2: Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: The old time ranking. Here's a reason for the teardrops on my guitar. Debut, the era that started them all. On October 24th, 2006, a 16 year old Taylor Swift, with long blonde curls, sundresses, and cowboy boots, dropped her self titled album with Big Machine Records, a country album full of hope, heartbreak, and imagination. And he says, Our song is the slam and scream door, sneaking out, tapping on your window. Taylor Swift hit number five on the Billboard Top 200 and saw Taylor sit atop the Top Album Country Chart for 24 weeks. The lead single, her first ever, was Tim McGraw, a song written in maths class about reminders of a lost love. It would go on to be number 11 on Rolling Stone's top debut singles of all time. You think Tim McGraw I hope you think my favourite song would even catch the eye of its namesake with Taylor invited to join Tim McGraw and Faith Hill on their record-breaking 2007 tour. It seems like a little bit of a redundant question these days to ask, who is
0: Taylor Swift anyway? Ew. Honestly, I think she might be the most famous person on the planet. She 1,000% is the most famous person. This has actually popped off a bit on socials lately, though, because, I mean, people like Cristiano Ronaldo get thrown in the mix. But to be honest, Cristiano, Cristiano, Cristiano. 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 (laughs) Thank you, Producer Kieran. Okay, well, I answered my own question because clearly (laughs) Taylor Swift is more famous than Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, We do probably need to introduce ourselves, though, We do need an introduction.
1: I'm Georgie Tunney. My Midnight's Era. I am eternally in my folklore oh. era. Um, I also happen to host a national television program.
0: I am Kirsten Plug. I produced that television program with you <laughs> until recently. I am forever in my Reputation <laughs> era. My Black Heart calls for that album. It you was not wearing I didn't know all I needed. black always, mm. always. I'm from Melbourne. I'm Reputation. I'm all the stereotypes.
1: <laughs> when did you first get introduced to Taylor Swift? Because we're both. Swifties, that's how we Huge bonded. Huge Swifties.
0: I was going through a breakup <laughs> Um go figure. But I was then. watching oh. a lot of Grey's Anatomy and White Horse featured in Grey's Anatomy. And so that was from the Fearless album. I'm I went so back sorry, and listened. My jaw
1: has <laughs> dropped because I love that song. Foreboding, foreboding, continue. I
0: know, totally. And I went back and listened to Fearless and then debut. And from there I've followed every release since. Interesting because I think that I was
1: also introduced to <gasps> Taylor Swift because of Fearless. You're joking. And Love Story rather than debut. However, right. because I heard Love Story on the radio yep. by the time it had made its way to australia and i thought so sorry Hang this on. girl has got into my brain yeah. and every thought that i've ever had she has put when into did she this read song. my diary when did she do this <laughs> but i do have also this vague recollection of my dad of all people being like oh. there's this new singer she's from america she's a teenager curly hair i think she sings about tim mcgraw <laughs> and i was she like sure does, okay Dan. dad whatever <laughs> No, no, like let
0: alone now, look where we are. I know. And it's funny that you mentioned dads because seeing a TikTok of a dad actually made me want to do this podcast because it was all about him taking his girls to the Eras Tour Eras in Australia, not Eras, not Eras. We had a whole <laughs> discussion
1: about what we're going we would, with eras. Yeah, what we, how would we, we would pronounce
0: this exactly? So he took his kids to the Eras tour and didn't know much about Taylor Swift. Had maybe heard Shake It Off, mm-hmm. but did a huge deep dive into her entire back catalog to get caught up for his girls. And I thought it was the sweetest thing. And hopefully, this podcast would make that easier for a guy like him.
1: We're going to truncate it. You don't have to listen to the hours and hours and hours and hours of her music. I mean, you can. I mean, you should. You should, really. But this is a good good starting point because we're going to cover it all. Also, I happen to have gone to the Eras Tour oh, in a humble. have in our midst. Yes, I am here. <laughs> I have been there. I have cried. I have wailed. <laughs> I have screamed. I have danced. I have actually got a little bit of amnesia as oh well. Oh, my God. That's how well, that's not going to work
0: for these purposes. I know. <laughs> I, know but I, I
1: need you to remember. <laughs> from what I remember, I will be bringing those thoughts about how... Everyone Else Can Survive the Era. If you manage to get a ticket.
0: The other thing that we're going to do in this podcast is cover the ultimate Taylor Swift playlist. The songs that you must listen to. You call it the canon.
1: So picture this. There is an apocalypse. Everyone is wiped out. However, we are trying to preserve as uncertified Swiftologists, yep. Taylor Swift. What songs make it in that overall canon and only them so that you can fully
0: understand the journey? Absolutely. But I have a question. Yes. Do we have to agree? No, but but does everyone in the room have to agree? (laughs) Because then we might be here forever because we actually are similar in so many ways, but we have very different favourites and very different songs that speak to us. Very
1: different. And yeah, we can still exist. We can coexist in the same space. That's the power of being a
0: Swifty. Now the power of being a Swifty has actually surpassed everything that I thought I was as a human being because (laughs) things that used to embarrass me about my fandom are now things that I wear out and proud. Okay, hang on, like what, like what? Okay, so when my guilt dropped was actually a moment that you shared with me. Me? It was the 1989 Taylor's version drop. And we sat there. That was so (laughs) recently. I know. We sat there together and did all 89 Taylor Swift puzzles in the middle of a work day. Yeah, this is literally in the middle of a newsroom. (laughs) Um, And I realised that I had more fun in that moment than I'd had in most (laughs) of my adult life. So come on board the journey, be a (laughs) Swifty. I would say that my most embarrassing, I'm using quotation
1: marks because I have absolutely no guilt, Uh, Swifty trade of mine is that I love watching reaction videos so every oh. single time that Miss Taylor Alison Swift drops anything new mm-hmm. I will consume it then I will go online and see how the Swifties have consumed it because we are just one big happy family. Cult. A cult. <laughs> hey a cult if you will but a friendly one. Exactly well next
0: up we're gonna start at the beginning. We're, we're going start right back to 2006 with her first album and the first era. Era <laughs> one.
1: Stupid pick pickup truck and never let me drive. Cause he's the reason for the teardrops on my guitar. You think to
0: timbergrind? I hope you think of me, Georgie. We are deep in country country with this one,
1: and my face has split into the widest grin that you will ever see because I love. Country music. I have always loved country music, and every single time that I say it, and people go, ugh, what? With the little twang, (laughs) twang, and the fiddle, fiddle. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it's so good. Have you
0: heard of fiddle? Because amazing. (laughs) Also, the best songwriting, and Taylor being known as a prolific songwriter of this generation, I would say all generations, comes from this album. It was evident right from the beginning.
1: And Taylor Swift burst onto the scene at the ripe old age of 16 years old. That is when she released Taylor Swift, the debut
0: album, 2006. 2006. What were you doing at 16 years old? I
1: was reading Twilight and Hmm. trying to figure out how I could be ducks of French class.
0: (laughs) What were you doing at 16 years old? Well, as a true reputation, girly, I was drinking UDLs in a park. (laughs) Of course you were. Yes, <laughs> of course similar, I was. Similar. <laughs> but this era for me is defined as long blonde curls, cowboy boots, guitar all the time, the hi, I'm Taylor. Which I think really does
1: live up to that... Little Miss Perfect, wholesome image that she
0: had created at the time, right? Absolutely. That is everything that debut is about. Exactly. And she was writing about the things that you would expect a 16 year old girl to write about. A
1: 16 year old girl who had had the most idyllic American upbringing, I would say. Absolutely. Born on a Christmas tree farm, raised with horses, has, you know, mum and dad. Pretty blue, co- not, pretty, not not blue. Collar. Well, not blue, not blue. <laughs> <laughs> pretty white collar. Yeah. Dad's a stockbroker. Andrew, I think, worked in finance before being a stay-at-home fact mum. checker. Fact checker, fact Maddie. checker Maddie. Marketing. <gasps> okay, marketing. we'll go marketing. There we go, marketing. <laughs> but basically, a very, very sound family unit. The yeah. nuclear family. Yeah which were able to support her in her dreams because they grew up on this Christmas tree farm 50 minutes from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> I was going to go with the wire, but. <laughs> yeah. Eventually she moved from Pennsylvania to Nashville. The whole family picked up whole and left family. and supported her. The
0: whole family picked up because she was chasing this dream. And correct me if I'm wrong, fact checker Maddie, but literally took CDs into record labels trying to land a record deal. Yeah. And yeah. so it's crazy that this Taylor Swift debut album was the very first thing that she dropped on her record deal.
1: 2006, 16 years of age, she has her debut album.
0: It actually is a wild time looking back at it now in hindsight as well, because the things that were happening in music and country music in particular in 2006 make this the perfect time for this album. Why? So 2006 saw the Dixie Chicks, the <gasps> Chicks now, the Chicks absolutely wipe the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And that was coming off the back of a really tumultuous time for them and in their politically charged
1: yes. era,
0: <laughs> yeah. for we'll lack we'll of call a better, better era, word. Yeah. Um, but they had turned a lot of conservative fans away with some of their outspokenness about the president at the time and then they actually came in and just wiped the floor by winning I think like five or six Grammys that mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. But the best new artist at the Grammys that year as well was Carrie Underwood. <gasps> So it was a huge time for country music crossing over into the mainstream and it makes it the perfect moment for this pop darling (laughs) to drop a country album.
1: Do you think that it was a very oh, I don't want to use this term yet, but mastermind
0: <laughs> choice of her. Was it by design? Is was what it you're by asking, right? design, this whole thing, you know at what? this stage, I, already at 16 years of age? I wouldn't put anything past Taylor, <laughs> knowing what we know of her now, but being that young, like there is, I couldn't even work out how I was getting home from that park. So <laughs> who knows, but...
1: That may have been more the UDL <laughs> rather than your actual It could have skills. been, it could have been. Yeah.
0: But I also think that the fact that she started with Tim McGraw mm. and what happened after the release of that song makes me think that Maybe it was all by design.
1: To be honest, though, the only flaw I think in that reasoning is that the album itself didn't do better. So, oh, yes, yeah. she had success, and I guess success, I'm using quotation marks mm-hmm. because she has very lofty standards. Yes. Even back then, I would say she had lofty standards. So, it was an introduction to her within America. Here in Australia, I think it, it topped out at number 33 right. on the chart. So it didn't actually do that And much. you and I hadn't even heard it play we on the hadn't. radio. So, we, we really did Even we did not discover Taylor Swift with this album. Well,
0: let's discover it now.
1: Specific tropes to come out of Taylor Swift debut album, I would say. High school.
0: High school. When you listen to debut, you feel like you are walking the American halls. It is. It's oh, very American. Yes. It is so American. Yes. It's like Can't Hardly Wait vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's one for the oldest fifties in the room. <laughs> but that's what it makes you feel like. And I think why we resonate with her so much and people of our age is that we were in that era with her when she was writing about these songs. It felt like she was reading our diary. She's grown up now and she's writing about mature relationships, breakdowns of mature relationships and some of us more than others are going through those things with her. So we feel like she's diarising our lives.
1: Oh a thousand percent. She is the narrator, chief narrator. She chief takes narrator. the reins when I have no idea what's happening. Oh like, I can never on, figure out so how to save this things. out for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent but this is where it started <laughs> it and is. I do think that it really does. She hits every single stereotype that you possibly could for the all-American dream girl.
0: Now, this brings us to your canon.
1: The so canon, the, songs,
0: the Taylor Swift Taylor canon. songs that you absolutely have to have mm-hmm. on the playlist if you're looking at her chronological singles.
1: This is, full disclosure, an era that I probably know
0: the least. I actually agree with you. I it's neglect the I era neglect that I have songs. visited the least. Yes, yes. Um, and in going through some prep for this, mm. I was trying to think, oh, I could probably leave most of these songs on the cutting room floor but once I started listening oh my god it gets really hard for example Mm. the ultimate debut track Tim McGraw. Canon. Canon. It has to be canon. It has to be canon. We're not gonna fight about that.
1: We're well, not about that one.
0: We would definitely fight at some point. But Tim McGraw is the number one song.
1: Yes. I think that it hits metaphors, mm-hmm. which she is so well known for. I Absolutely. think it is the first time that we really get to appreciate how strong of a songwriter she is. And given that
0: she has written this in her mid-teens. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. That lyric, when you hear Tim McGraw, I hope you think of me, that I am a 16-year-old girl again, hoping that he thinks of me. <laughs> so a he narcissist. A, a narcissist. You're Absolutely making narcissist. yourself the main character. <laughs> and I love that. You know what? She has made herself the main character and given us all permission to do the same thing. So are there any other tracks, though, that make the canon? Because Tim McGraw's a gimme. For
1: me, from debut, nothing else is canon. Nothing else, Georgie.
0: Nothing. Is there a, is there a limit? To the canon, to the canon. No, but it has to like definitively define the era. Yes. One thing I think that Tim McGraw doesn't do Mm. is give me that big hit of like thigh slapping country music. Like (laughs) it is a perfect country ballad. Yeah, yeah. I need some fiddle. I need some effing fiddle. (laughs) (laughs) So what about Picture to Burn? Oh, I mean that she's a bop. She
1: has a lot of those elements in there, but I don't. She's a scream sing song, but I don't think
0: that she's canon. No, honestly, it might be. For me, more defining Ben-Tim McGraw. Oh, whoa, crazy. I'm so sorry. but You're that, wrong. Oh my God. I hate that stupid old pickup truck you never <laughs> let me drive. The part <laughs> of it that I love so much is that all those things that you loved about a person when you are starting to get over them become so annoying. But you I can hate your vans. <laughs> I hate your vans. <laughs> pointed. Pointed. Pointed.
1: I understand. <laughs> but we've already got a Chevy. We've got a Chevy in Tim McGraw. Fine. We've got the Chevy. You've got, got the, the Chevy, Chevy. So I'm not claiming Picture to Burn, not part of the canon.
0: Okay, talk to me then about our song.
1: <gasps> I, knew you, gonna, I knew you were going to bring this up. I how do you how up. do you ignore it?
0: And he says, "Our song is the slam and scream door, sneaking
1: out tapping on your window." Because she's a bop. Fun fact about our song: Taylor Swift wrote that as part of a talent show when she was in high school. It wasn't even going to be on this album originally. She'd just written it for whatever like ninth grade class she was in.
0: I'd say top four, top four of of debut. Oh, top four of debuts. I thought you meant an overall top four, like, so 13 songs. So I was sorry. like, that's insane. Impossible. The only other one I want to table is Should Have Said No.
2: You should have said no. You should have gone home. You should have got twice before you let it all go. You should have
1: known that I mean, this for me is her Pat Benatar, Love is a Battlefield moment. So how does it not make the canon? Because there's stronger songs out there. If we were, we have to be, we have to be, hold ourselves to a really really tough high regard okay we have to be serious do about this do we have to agree we, i mean <laughs> it's better if we do but we have does to everyone in the have room have to agree eye? okay in, we're not whenever we're, <laughs>
0: we're never going to agree
1: okay okay we're never going to agree okay but okay okay so we
0: do all agree on tim mcgraw
1: we all agree on tim mcgraw therefore canon, canon. i think that is part of the key there does need to be some consensus when it comes to canon. When it comes to songs that we ourselves personally would die for, any from debut for you? Are they making your top thirteen? <sighs>
0: Do you know what? I think probably picture to burn
1: is <gasps> in your top thirteen.
0: Mm. Does it have to be top thirteen? I don't know, but fact checker Maddie just like <laughs> literally gave you a whoop and was like fist pumping the air. I just think it hits a note that she's never hit again. Okay. Interesting. Maybe, maybe. I, I can't <gasps> give it up. I'm not ready to give it up. Okay. okay. But on that, I've got a few questions for you. Okay. So okay. maybe in a second we can come back and go through some of our top fives, things with Skip, etc. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Are we going to fight again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you ready for it?
1: I hate that. I've been doing some stretches. I've been limbering (laughs) up because we are battling now, KP.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't think we're going to agree on a
1: single one of these questions. Nah, nah. Here we go. The gloves are on. We are in the ring. Okay. Here are the core questions, I think, with how we are summing up each of the eras personally for ourselves. So we're going to do this for every era? For every single era. So for debut, KP, Mm -hmm. what are
0: your favourite lyrics? Oh, my God, my favourite lyrics. I didn't know you were going to come in strong on that one. <laughs> entire <laughs> album. I think Watch Me Strike a Match on All My Wasted Time. It's visceral. Oh, it's very good. Like It's you. also
1: the iconography. Tay loves a match. Loves a match. Loves a match. Loves a match. We've seen Bennett it again and Revenge. again. Dear John. Yeah. Okay, love it. Love, love it. Mine is from the Canon song Tim McGraw. Okay. Um, and it is The Moon Like a Spotlight on the lake. The moon. Like a spotlight
0: on the lake When you think happiness Oh, I can
1: hear it. <laughs> which I just think is which is one of Tay's biggest strengths and why I love her so much yeah. is that she puts you in a moment. She paints the she picture. She romanticises the smallest things. Yep. And when you are in that moment, you are newly falling in love with someone and you just you notice those little things and you're like, yes, that moon is
0: like a spotlight on the lake. Yeah. And it is shining for me. Unless you're having a breakup and then you're striking a match on all your wasted time, <laughs> just a little insight into where we both are
1: right now in our personal lives. Okay, uh-huh. number two, number two question, number okay, two question, number, second question from debut. What is the song to cry to for you? It's a really, really
0: hard one, but I think "Cold as You." <gasps> Why? I think "Cold as You." It captures that moment of when that person that has been your be all and end all has completely changed okay. and it makes you feel lonely. Yeah,
1: For me, it's tied together with a smile and I do think that this is the one, mark my words, when the re-record comes, this is the song that all of the Swifties, the more mature Swifties, will relate we'll to rediscover. now and rediscover because we are all, if you're a Swiftie, mm. Ozza, you're a recovering
0: people pleaser, if not Fully still a people pleaser, one hundred percent. And this song is all about that. Do you know what this song reminds me of? The Emma Thompson love actually scene, the Joni Mitchell one. You guys know the one, don't you? Know that holding back your tears and putting a smile on your face—that's
1: the bit that makes you want to cry. It's not someone crying; it's when someone tries not to cry. Exactly, you have me there. Okay, what's next on the list?
0: (laughs) Okay, next question: What's the song to dance to? Do you know what? It would have been Picture to Burn as well. I'm yeah. really harping on about that song. But for <laughs> me, it should have said no because it's a little bit angrier.
1: <laughs> I agree with you. I think that's the one. It's it Oh,
0: my gosh. Because if you're somewhere, I was going
1: to be like, on a dance floor in the club, what clubs are we going to? <laughs> Let's be honest, it's a Taylor Swift dance last party. One on that we went to was a Taylor Swift dance party. <laughs> and that, the only nightclub you will catch me at. Mm-hmm. But that when that comes on and you're just like scream singing it or you're in that car. Yeah, singing like I agree with you. That is Absolute a dance anthem. Banger. Dance anthem. <laughs> what is the song you would skip?
0: Oh, a perfectly good heart.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. It does I'm nothing not fight for you on me. That. Yeah, no. Nah. It does nothing for me. No, nah, it's immediately forgettable. I couldn't even hum you the tune of it right now.
0: You're looking at me in a way though, where I'm nervous about what you're about to say because you
1: may have already named this as one of your oh, no. key songs. Uh, the song that I am skipping is. <sighs>
0: cold as you. Oh, boy oh, I, You look, are crazy.
1: I love <laughs> the sentiment. I love the metaphor. I think his poetry. I think she's boring. Okay. I think That's she's aggressive. A
0: bit, I think she's a bit boring. Sonically, she's a bit boring. Look, it was nowhere near the canon, so I can appreciate <laughs> it. I can appreciate it. <laughs> All right, now to round out, mm. I want to know where Taylor Swift's debut album mm. would land on your ladder. Mm. On your chart. Okay. What hang, on. Number hang, is on, it? hang
1: on, hang on, mm. hang on, hang on, hang on. So throughout this series, are we now giving ourselves the task not only are we deciding canon, not only are we naming our top thirteen, we are also going to rank each era. And we, we can't are move
0: overachieving it. multitaskers and we can <laughs> do it all. And we are people pleasers. So let's <laughs> do it. All right, Georgie, for you. OK, debut. Debut is at 10. You did that so easily. Where is it for you? Nine. No. Oh. oh. Oh, shocked faces in the room. Nine. I mean, Explain don't tell me why. why. Another day. That is the biggest it is teaser. <laughs> <laughs> it's at nine. Are <laughs> we going to fight
1: again? Maybe. With what your Maybe, team is? not
0: today. <laughs> Fact checker Maddie has also <laughs> just
1: like her hands flew up as well. That's I think, crazy. I think I'll be able to convince you why. This is nine. I think you've made a mistake. Oh, my God. But anyway. Okay. TBC. Okay. <laughs> Debut. I think she's, you know, she's a low-key pop. Yeah. Low-key pop that maybe didn't get the, what is the word?
0: Respect The respect, the recognition, yeah. the attention yeah, that we maybe, did today. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. We've gone, we've gone far to right some wrongs that no one knew they needed. That's it. And mm. that's episode one of the podcast. <laughs> oh, we're done. I think it's so fun. Oh <laughs> my gosh, producer Trent has just, we've blown his eardrums. I'm so, so sorry. That was, fun. <laughs> that was fun. Era one, done. Era one, done. <gasps> and on Thursday, episode two. Episode two. Era two. <gasps> feel and it. a bit of a clue,
1: guys. We think you're going to love it. (laughs) Thanks for listening to a She's Dead Dead. Ah. production. Do you agree with us? Are these the songs in the Gospel According to Tay that you need? How are you feeling ahead of the era's tour? We want to hear all of it. This She's Dead production did take
0: a village, though. With our undying thanks to our social gurus and directors, Kieran and Trent, our audio maestro Mike Santos, set designer, fact checker and ultimate hype swifty Maddie, Gemma for making us feel at home and the ready-for-it culture hire, fuzzy producer Rupert.
1: Follow us on TikTok at readyforitpod. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, remember lovely, lovely, lovely reviews only. Taylor, hope you're listening. (laughs)